We have got 500 followers and we would love 500 more. Hello and welcome to the Three Amigos FBL show for Game Week 28. I'm FBL Marple and I'm joined by my amigo Mars and our friend Ken Rooney, who's making his keenly anticipated podcast return tonight after carrying a baby for nine months. Our amigo Dale is missing in action, having last been seen in a state of shock while browsing prams in mother care. Ken, you're very welcome to the Three Amigos. How has the season been treating you? And more importantly, how have you been keeping? Uh, thanks, Donica. Thanks for having me back. Uh, I'm not too bad. A bit tired. Um, the season has been not treating me well, really. It's not. It's not been my best. But uh, I can, I can put that down to family factors. I think I'll have no excuse next season. I'm currently ranked 268,000, which is pretty poor for me. Although I'm a kind of slow starter. Seventy uh, nine points this week. Not too bad. Yeah, the same boat as many people, I suppose, had Aguero, didn't captain him. So uh, it's an above-average score, but could have been so much higher. Yeah, mine was, um, I bet you, just by a few points, but um, I captained Aguero, but um, nobody else on my team. Firmino did well, Sterling did okay, and um, I had Lascelles coming in off the bench for Alonso, which was a nice um, six-pointer. But um, yeah, it was pretty much... Average enough, so nothing too, um, nothing too fantastic. But um, it's great to have you back on anyway, Ken. Um, Marzi, how are you keeping, and how did you get on in 27? Yeah, I'm good. Uh, good, not too bad. Uh, God, I forgot about the week. It's been ages ago. So I just had a look. 87 points. Aguero captain. Shakiri did all right. Salah obviously. Um, Sterling and then the rest. I don't have Firmino, so it didn't really. Uh, you know, I could have gone over the hundred if I had someone like him, or if Alonso decided to play. But uh, instead, I had a nice minus one coming. Um, but yeah, can't complain. I'm happy with 87 points, and definitely happy with uh, Aguero getting me four goals. Yeah, it was definitely it was a uh, it was a lovely um, a lovely feeling when you when I captained him because uh, most of the captain choices this weekend I've gotten or this season I've gotten wrong. So um, it was nice to definitely get it right um, last weekend. But um, tell me, Mars. Well, um, our usual one of our starting off points for the for the show is when we you have your talking point of the week. What have you got for us this week? We have got five hundred followers, and we would love five hundred more. So keep on <laughs> listening, liking, and retweeting your three amigos pod. Three amigos, three amigos, three amigos. La 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 la. That was very good. Yeah, yeah. The three amigos are offering our listeners the chance to appear on our podcast as our special guest in a future episode. Simply be the first to identify the voice. I'm a football player. For your chance to win, send your guesses to at Three Amigos FPL on Twitter or on our Facebook page. That voice again. I'm a football player. Good luck. We got loads and loads of listener questions into the show this week, so thanks very much for all of you for sending them in. 
Um, first up, and um, one of the topics that, um, that of course, everyone is talking about with the with the blank game week clarity that we're after getting recently, is the free hit ship. Now, Mars Kylie, who um, Kylie FPL, who of course appeared on our recent um, Getting to Know You podcast series. She asked, with City out of the FA Cup and now the albeit remote chance that we could be down to two blank matches in game week 35, does this alter your thinking about the free hit ship that week? Um, given some teams who blank in 31 have lovely fixtures in the lead up, is there a case to max on those lap now and then free hit in 31 instead? So um, did your thinking change on free hit based on the Man City results? So <clears throat> I'll answer that in two in, in two ways. First, what I'm doing, and then what I would do if I didn't have uh, like either free hit or one of the chips. So for me, not it hasn't really changed um, my strategy. I have already uh, eight players for game week 31. Two of them are Mariapa and Kenny. So Mariapa's playing Liverpool now from a Liverpool point of view, and the fact that I'll probably have three of their players. I don't really count Mariapa. And then Kenny, it really depends on what happens with Coleman. So that leaves me with six. I still plan to bring in uh, three three to four players with my transfers, maybe take one hit and should have 10 or 11 for 31. So I will not be wasting my free hit. I'll say wasting because I have enough players to play that game week without actually um, free hitting. Yes, there are some other teams with lovely features like Spurs and uh, Leicester City. I'll be cautious with Mahrez. Uh, let's see what happens. But, you know, he's, he's a quality player. Uh, but I have a plan and I'm sticking to it. Uh, my plan will then be to free hit in game week 35. Let's see what happens and see what blanks there are. <clears throat> I, it still could be worth it. The one thing that I would say is if you, like me, and have free hit, triple captain, bench boost, and a wild card, you have to be careful because one of the ways you could play it is free hit in one of the double game weeks. Now that then means that you can't use bench boost or triple captain in that game week. So you have to be really careful. If you've used your triple captain chip, then free hit and you still have the free hit, then that's definitely an option to free hit in one of the double game weeks, right? And set set your team up for, for the other one and the blank. Um, so it's definitely a strategy. I've always said there's no one way. It really depends on your team. It really depends on how many chips you've got. So look at your team, look at the players that you have, the players that are blanking, and then decide what's best for your team. There's definitely set more than one way. Yeah, because game week 31, of course, uh, I, when I was looking at it, I mean, I think I have seven going into it. And I don't have my free hit ship anymore. Neither do I have my wild card. My personal opinion is, if I do, since I don't have the free hit ship, that I kind of just need to soak it up and accept that I'll have seven, eight, optimally nine players coming into that um, game week 31. Ken, how are you set up for 31 at the moment? How many players have you got and how many do you think you'll have? Uh, at the moment, I've seven, presuming this uh, Tottenham and Newcastle is off, which you know probably will be. And I have two free transfers, so I could have nine with another two game weeks to go. So I could almost feel the full team. But for me, the fixtures in, in 31 are so bad, It's I, I'm, I'd be happy just to have about nine players, nine or ten players in that Um I'm in the same boat as yourself. I don't have my second wild card. And that's kind of got me thinking about a bit of an alternative strategy uh, of using a free hit chip in double game week 34. 
because uh, you could, even though you won't be able to use um, like a bench boost in that, I think there's still a lot of um, value to having potentially, you know, 22 uh, scoring opportunities in a game week, you know, especially if you're really trying to catch up on a mini league, which I am pr- pretty much all of them. So I think if you, if you have a look at free hitting on double game week 34, because it offers a massive kind of point ceiling if you're willing to gamble and just really just put your chips on a, a small amount of teams. Like, for example, it looks like you, you could have three Man United defenders against West Brom and West Ham, potentially three Arsenal attackers against Newcastle and Leicester, maybe three Swansea defenders against uh, Everton and Southampton. And there's double game weeks as well for uh, Man City and Tottenham. So if you're, if you're willing to really put all your eggs in, in three or four baskets and they, and they come off for you, that could be a massive, massively high scoring game week for you. Whereas I'm looking at game week 31 and that is going to be a low scoring game week, whichever way you, you cut it, you know. I mean, everyone is going to captain Salah, so there's going to be less variance there anyway. And I think there's going to be a few points from defenders and that's about it. It's so, I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be wasting uh, my free hit chip on that game on game week 31, even though logically it kind of seems like a good idea because there's so many blanks. We kind of go, okay, that's when we use it. But I'm going to ride that one out, and I think I'd advise other people to kind of do it as well. And just get just feel a half-decent team for it and just, just put it behind you because I think that's what a lot of people will be doing. Yeah, because the, the thinking with the free hit, of course, was that this is exactly you know where there's a real diabolical blank game week that, you can use it to field a full team. That was totally the thought, thinking behind it. Whereas now we're actually in a situation looking at it, a lot of the teams, when they're that bad, it's literally going, is it even worthwhile spending the chip on that? Do you know what I mean? It's, yeah. uh, as you, as you said, it's just, you know, a team of Mariapas. We, we all don't dream of a team of Mariapas. We certainly don't. Um, <laughs> um, and tell He's us. He's my star man. Not, yeah, I know he is. But he, he returned very nicely one week for you, Mars, I remember. He did, um, he did, yeah. Ken, tell me, John G, so Grifters United, one of our one of our regular messengers in, he asked, um, this is to do with forward planning, and um, we, we kind of touched on it a bit there, but basically he was asking, you know, it's a vital time of year with uh, five game, well, he reckons five game weeks are best to plan around at a time. So who is on your radar team-wise for the next few fixtures? So what teams are you kind of focusing in on? Um, right now? Well, uh, I suppose for people who do intend to free uh, to free hit in 31, I would say uh, Leicester have been looking very good at home. Uh, so I would go for possibly Vardy there. I'm not convinced on Maris yet. He'd have to show me a bit more, really, since his, uh, since he threw his toys out of the pram. Uh, Southampton, decent fixtures. James Ward-Prowse. I don't quite trust him personally, but, you know, he's got three goals and two assists now in his last five and he's taking free kicks and he's insisting on <laughs> free kicks. So he's, you know, he's nice and cheap. He's a decent option. Uh, Tottenham, obviously, I think uh, avoid the fullbacks. Alder Verrell's still working on his match fitness. So I think for Tongan would be a kind of better safe option there. Or uh, people are talking about Ericsson. He's starting to come back into form and, you know, if he's firing, he's a fantastic asset. And uh, also Swansea, uh, Norton and Fernandez. I think, I mean, they're one of the form teams in the league now. So I think they can be, uh, they could definitely get some points for you. If you're not free hitting in 31, uh, I think Liverpool, definitely a standout option. I think Carius is a fantastic option. 
especially if you're going for three uh, Liverpool, I think definitely having a goalkeeper as one of them is is the way to go. You're doing it. You're doing it again, Ken. This is, <laughs> I remember the last time you were on the pod, we were me and you were talking about it, and it was we were talking about um who was Moreno. it? The Moreno, Moreno, and you convinced me into getting a Moreno, Ken. And, um, well, it, it, that, he was he was that, playing. It, in all fairness, I, I got yeah, that it, much. It, it didn't work out, Ken, at all. And I, I, I blamed you for my shoddy start to the season. <laughs> no, uh, no, it's, it is true. It is true. Carius, uh, yeah, he's, he's nailed on in the Premier League. Anyway, he looks like he's going to get the start all the way through. Um, the, uh, a lot of people actually are talking about Van Dyke. Um, like the, I did, I've, I've pulled, almost pulled the trigger on Van Dyke a few times. Um, especially for Alonso, like he looks like a kind of no-brainer shift. Like I said, for people who aren't free-hitting in 31, that um, Van Dijk, he looks really good. And I think it's only a matter of time before he starts scoring some goals as well from set pieces. Um, you're thinking Carrius, obviously Salah. And who would be your third? Is it Firmino that you're thinking if you were doing a Liverpool triple-up? Yeah, um, uh, just to, just on that point, actually, Van Dijk is uh, joint top for attempts in in the box among defenders in the last four game weeks, even though he's play, only played three. So I'd say that there's definitely a goal on the way for him at some point. Uh, yeah, everyone will have Salah. So yeah, for me, it would be my uh, would be the other option there. I think he's kind of at an awkward price, though. I think we're probably going to be looking at he's a, he's a very expensive third striker. You know, I'll put it that way. Or he's a not very expensive second striker, so I'm not convinced about Firmino. But you know he's he's doing well, and I wouldn't advise against getting. And uh, as well, Everton as well, uh, Pickford and Walcott. I'd I'd have a look at. Yeah, Pickford. I have myself. Um, and I know Firmino. For me, that's what Firmino has been playing as as a second forward. Now, as I said on every, it's like a disclaimer on every podcast. Ken, this season is so bad for me that um. Me saying I have someone pretty much is the death knell for their um for their prospects. Marzi, move on to as um Ken mentioned there, Everton. Everton are kind of gathering a decent bit of attention because of their fixtures and a couple of kind of form players, in particular Walcott. Um however, of course, Kenny at the back, um Coleman's um Coleman's availability is a little bit in doubt. But um, FBL Booster was asking us, is it time to kill Kenny? And um, also, if you want to talk about Everton in general, including, of course, um, Siggy. Yeah, Everton. It's it's an interesting dilemma because they they just haven't really hit form. They'll deliver, then not deliver, then then get spanked. And then, you know, Niasse will come and score. Um, so Everton, if you look at their fixtures, they have two away fixtures. So they've got Watford... Then um, they play at Burnley. Not the easiest, not the most difficult either. Uh, then you've got two. Ho- uh, then they've got uh, Brighton at home, nice picture. And then uh, in the blank game week they play away to Stoke. And after that they've got Man City at home. They're the only one of the few teams to get points out of Man City. You remember that. Uh, uh, the Etihad Stadium actually. So looking at their play, so let's answer the first question, Kenny. I would uh, wait if you've you've hold, you've got Kenny so far. Just hold him, put him on the bench until you hear what happens with Coleman. If Coleman is injured, I know Baines is also coming back, and some people are saying, well, I think it's Martina, the guy that you know plays on the left, can move to the right. Well, let's see, let's see what happens. He's not really that expensive. Just keep him on the bench and 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 then decide what to do. Um, I'm planning on keep. I've got Kenny, and I'm planning on keeping him because I don't want to really waste a transfer. 
Um, looking at the defenders for game week 31, as we mentioned before, there's, there's not really much to choose from. So he'll probably be on the bench, um, or I might start him instead of Mariapa, and then if he doesn't play, then Mariapa will come in for me. Um, I plan on having three defenders for 31, and that's it. Like, I'm playing 3 5 2. Looking at the other options, Pickford is a great option, you know, looking at those fixtures. Uh, I do think Sam will get them tighter, and those games that they, they, they're playing, okay, Watford. Have impressed me with the new manager. Again, you don't know what you're going to get. Burnley at home, not going to be a high-scoring game. Sorry, Burnley playing at home, it's not going to be a high-scoring game. Then at home to Brighton, yeah, it's 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 a big game for Everton. They need to win those kind of games, you know, to push for for Europe. Um, away to Stoke, not the most difficult. So you know, again, Stoke are not high scorers. Um, so. Yeah, Pickford, uh, Kenny, uh, Keane, if you don't have any defenders. Um, I would stay away from the full-backs uh, like Coleman and Baines for now. Um, and then if you look, you know, I've got Theo. Theo is, is, is a good option. Sigurdsson, for me, is, is a brilliant... I mean, he's he's one of those FBL golds in, in the past. And I think he's coming back. And I, I do have plans to, to bring him in between now and uh, blank game week 31 and double up on, on Everton mids probably uh, because I plan to wildcard anyway game week after um, and then uh, really if you don't you know if you if you have if you don't have Wilson and you want a third striker then why not Nias he's, he's playing and he's scoring and he's cheap so it gives you money somewhere else you know so yeah. I, I think uh, definitely Everton are, are a team to look at in, the, in this run up to, to the blank game week yeah, because Niasse is actually getting in a decent number of transfers in this week. And I think he's an enabler for a lot of people. I think Everton are kind of always one of them teams that um, as much as get, they, they do well when you don't expect them to do well and when you're kind of relying on them, they, they let you down. But um, as you mentioned there, Coleman and Baines, I mean, I think personally their their price tag is so high that I don't think anyone's going to really, um, they're, they're not worth that price. Um, so we're really looking at the budget options um, in defence from the man Pickford. But um, thanks to me, Amars. Ken, on to prejudices. So um, Mahutsu at T3MK underscore asked, how do you fight the a player A does nothing for me prejudices and prejudices? And also, what do we do with Aguero now that he's not getting a ban and he's totally awesome at a FPL and I can't imagine my life without him in my team? But Kane, for me, you know, have better fixtures, prejudice. <laughs> so a bit of a mouthful there from Ohutsu, but we get what his idea is. But basically, how do you, do you have any prejudices and how do you deal with them um, in terms of your FBL strategy? Uh, I try, I try not to, you know. I mean, I think you have to be really as objective and uh, as you possibly can in this game, you know. Uh, it's... Uh, trolling, it's been a really trolly season. It's something I've had to deal with a lot. I mean, if, if he wears a Chelsea shirt, he's trolled me this season, you know. I mean, I've bought Hazard, Christensen, Alonso and Morata all at the same time, some of them more than once. And I've, it, it's been an absolute disaster. So I'm trying not to hit, I'm trying to be open minded about them, but it's going to be, t- it's going to be tough for me to bring them back in, you know. Uh, I'd say, I'd say to him, look, just don't take it personally. <laughs> You know, the the player doesn't know you and doesn't know any of us. You know, it exists. So it's it's they're not doing it to uh, <laughs> they're not doing it to us personally. Um, would I have prejudices? I suppose if there's a good reason to, like for example, I know you were talking about it in your last pod, like uh, someone like Andy Carroll. It's you know he's really really injury prone. 
And if you're going to bring him in, it's probably not going to go well for you. So if if you've good reasons like that, then I think that you know it's perfectly legitimate. Um, I suppose, yeah, just what you can try and do is look back and figure out why that player didn't perform for you at the time. There might there might be a good reason. He may have changed, been in a different formation or been carrying a knock. You know, sometimes you hear weeks later, oh yeah, well you know he was kind of half injured at the time. Uh, and finally, I'd say, look, just kind of accept it. You know, there's a lot of variance in this game. And uh, this season, I think in the last season especially, we seem to kind of expect a lot from players. Uh, nobody scores every week except Salah. So just just try and just take it on the chin. Do you know what I mean? Um, just be wary of that player, but just reset your brain like, and just try not to rule him out of your plans 100%. The Aguero one is definitely, um, it's one of these things where you know you have an FPL plan and you go, this is what I'm going to do, but this is what I've done personally. Uh, like he scored four goals and I sold him I, and I had planned on selling him and I followed through on it. But it's one of those kind of ones where it's sometimes it's hard to do. You can have a plan and then all of a sudden you go, oh, I can't, this, this feels like a stupid move. Um, and I think that's what he's kind of uh, feeling there is, uh, you know, when you, it, it 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 goes against your better instincts basically to sell someone. Yeah. I'm going through the motions now. I'm going through the motions now because I really want Firmino, and he will come in before the blank, and we've got a, a nice fixture. You know, I mean, West Ham have turned up to Anfield before and beat us, and uh, they could easily do the same. But it's a nice fixture, and Aguero's got. You know, he just played in the cup. He's probably a little bit upset. He's got the Car- uh, the Cabuero Cup final. But he's also playing Arsenal, who are not really the most best <laughs> best defensive unit around. So it's like, do I do I do it now? Do I wait? You know, I, I just I don't. I'm 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 leaving it till the last minute, hoping for some divine intervention. <laughs> I saw what what I'd say about Aguero would be. Um, well, the first thing to say is he's kind of pretty much fixture proof anyway. So I, I w- and I wouldn't worry. My personally, I wouldn't worry about him not scoring against Arsenal. I don't think they're 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 great defensively, but I think uh, sometimes the best move you can make is selling when everyone else is buying, and if you can be the first one to jump off a big player when he's you know when he hits the skids, so it, it can actually really turn your season around. It's risky, but it, it can really really work. Uh, I think the biggest threat to Aguero really basically it's not fixtures, it's the return of Gabriel Jesus. You know. Uh, he's now Aguero's in uh, over a quarter of active squads. So you know, if you do jump off early, you can you can really steal a march on all those people who who can who take two or three or four weeks of loyalty, uh, reverse prejudice, I suppose, if you like, uh, to get rid of him. So and you can always, if you have a wild card, you can always kind of wild card him back in, say, for example, double game week uh, thirty-seven. So you can you can kind of offset that. You can that can be a bit of a, a consolation for you. Uh, so, and but what I would say is like, if he's looking to to move make up ground, moving to Kane or Firmino, who are both over forty percent owned, is isn't really going to do it for him. Uh, I'd consider maybe Aubameyang uh, f- uh, for game week twenty nine. We uh, know him as Boomerang on this pod. <laughs> 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 but uh, I I consider him anyway. Uh, because Arsenal have some really, really tasty fixtures and he could really kind of make a difference being so uh, low-owned as well at the moment. Yeah, that's a great point. Aubameyang is definitely one I'm keeping an eye on. But um, I think, it's as you said, I think it's easier if you're deciding 
it's if you're deciding like the moving from Aguero, I personally was I've I have enough for one of the two, Aguero or Kane. So my idea for the last four or five game weeks and I'm sticking to it is to basically have one of them alongside Firmino <coughs> and and have a little bit more money then for my midfield and for my defence. Kane is an easier one. I mean, you look at his fixtures and the fact that Palace have got no keeper at the moment or no recognised keeper. It's a, it's an easy, it's a nice easy move. I agree with Ken that the the issue with Aguero is when he's uh, uh, Jesus is back. Although he hasn't even been in the squad yet, so how ready? You know, knee injuries are not that easy to come back from. For me, it's more about fixtures, the cup, and the Champions League. Now they obviously got a really healthy. Uh, lead from the first leg, so he might not even need to play the second leg, and that's what's playing on my mind. Like, to, you know, I think he will start against Arsenal in both games because, although the league is still kind of like pretty much certain, I think Pep would want to make sure it's certain before he starts messing about with his team there. And so the fact that they've actually got a really nice away victory in the Champions League means that he can rest him then. So it's it's one of those that is going to be. You know, my advice would be just wait as long as you can and then go with your gut, but not before you've eaten. Well, uh, not after <laughs> you've eaten. <laughs> um, good stuff, Mars. Um, the I want to actually move on to the one of our last listener questions, which um, is to do with, we, we kind of touched on it, Ron, was to do with Liverpool defensive options um, and Karius and VVD and so on. But um Parshant or Prashant Tuari was asking, um he was wondering which Liverpool defender should come in. So he's basically weighing up between Robertson and VVD. So um where are you coming in on that one, Mars? You are our Virgil, our Virgil Van Dyke. You came to us in time of need. Oh yes he did. You are our Virgil our Virgil van Dyke. You even make Lovren look all right. Oh, he bloody does. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm going to stop before Don and Ken start to sing along. So so you're, you're with Virgil van Dyke, yeah? What's your thoughts on Robertson in terms of his nailed on, um, whether he's going to have that that spot in the starting lineup? Uh, with Moreno, I mean, listen, Robertson's been amazing. Right? And he has one of his... He had one of his best games uh, away to Porto. But with Moreno back and now we're getting quite a few fixtures, I can see potentially some some rotation. Out of the two, I'll definitely go with Virgil van Dijk if you've got the money. Moving on to the next question, Ken. Uh, so this one was actually from Mr. Walker Porter. So um, I know he's he's a member of the um, of our Dales, um, the FBL Beer Club. But... Um, he was, this is a similar kind of question to what we had earlier on, but teams or players to look at after the blank game week nonsense is over. Who would be the kind of players and teams that you think you'll be riding all the way from there on to the finish? Uh, I suppose one factor just to start to look out for here is the kind of on the beach syndrome might be just about starting to creep in. So I just kind of keep a lookout for that. It's hard to say now at the moment who they'll be because uh, there could still be a lot of Europa League places to play for, but it's looking like Burnley are kind of almost there uh, already. Uh, although, look, they have great fixtures, so I just, I just maybe hold fire on them. Again, I, you know, I think Arsenal have some fantastic uh, fixtures, and for me, Arsenal just tend to play really well when the pressure's off and there's kind of nothing at stake. So if there's, if they're out of running for ten, into the top four, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so also um, yeah. so I think and and regardless, you know, there's some great players that I, you know I think they could do really well. 
First, and under the radar, Brighton have some really good fixtures from uh, 32 to 34. And um, I'll try now this uh, Garrido, uh, the uh, 5.9. He's a Colombian left winger. He really, really looked lively against Stoke. Uh, he's been in and out of the side now, but he's scored in his last two. I'd be definitely just keeping him on the watch list. Uh, he, he impressed me a lot. Watford have three uh, good home fixtures in the four uh, from game week 32 onwards. Uh, Decore has been under the, just the, the season's long under the radar player. So he's, he's a good option, I think. And Delefeu, if, if you like that kind of thing, I, I don't rate him. I think he's doing consistent, but he's cheap and he's potentially explosive. So he's not the one to kind of look for. And, uh, fixtures aside, I think, uh, I think Millie is a, a great option. He's been absolutely fantastic for me. Uh, their fixtures soften up actually from uh, game week 33 on. I mean, he's a he's a penalty taker for 4.7. I mean, what what more do you want? So, I would be starting to get him in uh, at that point as well. Some great names there. Thanks a million for that, Ken. I do like the cheap penalty takers. Um, we'll move on now to the game week 28 preview. So, a little bit of a change of format this week. What we're going to do is we're going to just go through some players and teams that we really like and some that we dislike for the cup game, upcoming game week. We want to avoid having to talk too much about the um, the, the scraps at the end of the barrel in um, in the Premier League. So um, 28 has a couple of nice fixtures. They have a couple of big guns coming up against each other. Of course, Man United, Chelsea and Arsenal and Man City are key among them. But um, from an attacking point of view, Leicester against Stoke and Watford or Everton that way to Watford and Spurs away to Palace obviously looked like kind of nice, tasty fixtures for um, for attacking Spurs and um, Toffees and Leicester players. Um, Marzi, you're going to look at the defenders. Who do you really like this game week and who are you not that keen on? So I like uh, Maguire from Leicester or Schmeichel, one of the two, playing home to Stoke. I like... Um, Daniels or Francis or any of the Bournemouth back line basically playing at home to Newcastle. Uh, <clears throat> uh, if you have a Brighton or Swansea defender, I also like them because I think this is going to be a you know potential clean sheet there. Uh, I like Van Dijk and I and that's pretty much it. Uh, from liking what I don't like is Crystal Palace uh, at all playing uh, against Spurs without a recognised keeper, as we mentioned before. Uh, I don't like Stoke because I think Leicester at home are too strong. Uh, I don't like West Ham because I think Liverpool at home are too strong. Um, and, yeah, that's pretty much it, to be honest. United, Chelsea, Arsenal, City, 50-50. Are United going to part the bus to actually go at Chelsea at home? Don't know. Arsenal, Man City could be a really open game. So from defenders' point of view, if you've got the really big defenders like Otamendi, you know, you play him hoping that he will score, uh, but I wouldn't be looking for clean sheets. Yeah, I'm calling it now that Man United versus Chelsea will be a nil-all draw. Yeah, I'm going to look at the midfielders for for this game week. As as Maris, as you were saying there, I think, um, and a lot of play, a lot of people are looking at Mahrez. They're looking at Eriksson from Spurs. I think from a midfield point of view, they've got two lovely fixtures. They're probably you know people that are going to get them in a little bit early could well be rewarded. Um, because they they are the two kind of choice fixtures of the game week. Also, um, then of course you have, as Ken mentioned, with Brighton, 
Brighton against Swansea. I know Swansea are improved, but um, I do like them and they're kind of players. I'm going to keep a good eye on a lot of the Brighton assets for the run-in because um, they're guys I might get in. Um, Everton then, of course, we have Walcott. Um, I've held off on getting him for now, but um, he's definitely an option. He's getting good shots on target. For um, for the toffees, so against Watford, I I would fancy him to have a have a good shot at it. But um, yeah, the the Man United versus Chelsea match, of course, then will bring up a few of my hate ones for this game week. In terms of Pogba is definitely in the doghouse. So if anyone's still holding on to him, um, I wouldn't be anymore. Um, and then Chelsea, of course, Hazard. I haven't regretted selling him, even though he still looks good at times. But uh, you know, I. I think that that one definitely will. I think they'll both they'll cancel each other out, and I wouldn't be too optimistic if I was um, if I was a Hazard owner coming into um, this match. Lingard is still hanging around in my team, like a bit of a bad smell. But um, like I said, when I got him in for his price tag, he's okay to be sitting there as my fourth midfielder. Um, I'm relatively happy with him for now, and um, we'll we'll see how it goes. Um, but um, yeah, that's pretty much my rundown from the for the midfielder's point of view. Um, what's uh, any, uh, that what's, you Yeah, what's your thoughts on Mane? I've seen a lot of people discuss Mane as a midfielder for this game week and, and the upcoming ones. What, what, what do you think? Um, me personally, what Mane is, I would love to get him in because um, I'm one of those daft idiots who sold um, who sold um, Salah weeks ago when he had his bit of an injury and that kind of thing. And I wasn't able to, I didn't keep the cash basically to buy him back in because I thought there was going to be some price drops. Um, ridiculous decision, but um, in hindsight, that's the way it is. Mane is somebody that I have looked at as kind of an alternative to um, to Salah with the good fixtures coming up for Liverpool. But just at his price, it's kind of very hard to, to fill him in, I'm finding, like, Sterling would be someone that potentially I could get rid of Sterling and bring in Mane instead of it. But as Sterling is now, since I've sold um, Aguero, Sterling is my only Man City cover. So it's kind of, it's a, it's a tough one. Mane, Mane, like he, we, we know he has the quality and he, like in the Champions League, he showed that. But this season in the Premier League, he just seems to be always the odd man out. And, um, it, I, I think people buying him in, they could be well be disappointed. Um, what do you think, Ken? I'd agree. I, I, w- I wouldn't go near him. Like to be honest, I think he's been in noticeably bad form for most, well, most of the season by his high standards. For me, this season anyway, he's more of a player that creates space for the other players, Salah in particular. So, from an FPL point of view, he's just not as direct as as you'd like. He's not the one. He's the one helping the others get the points without actually getting the assist himself either. Now he was, he did score the hat trick in the Champions League, but. It'll take more than the one game to convince me, and like for that price, it's it's a massive gamble. I I wouldn't go near him personally. Other thing that worries me is that man of time he comes off early and he's normally the first sub out as well. So that's something that you need to take into account. Uh, Bobby and Salah Salah will always play longer than him. Yeah, there's a bit of a strange one with his fitness because I would have thought um, I wouldn't have thought like after he came back, I understood they were kind of phasing him into games a lot and they were kind of taking him off. But um, that's continued all the way through. I mean, it hasn't actually abated at all. Yeah, that's probably our thoughts on it. Is he's we can see why people would be interested in him, but um, but personally, I don't think he's worth the cash. Um, Ken, you're looking at the forwards for 28. Who do you love and who do you hate? 
Well, look, it's no surprise here, but uh, Kane would be the the one I love. Uh, Palace at the moment look like they'll have no senior goalkeeper, and that's a that's a massive flag for me. There is a slight caveat. Kane appears to have kind of picked up some kind of a knock recently, but I think I think you know Spurs will have to play him. I so keep you know keep an eye on injury news, but uh, he'd be my one as an outside pick. I'd say uh, Mounier. I just have a kind of soft spot for him, and he seems to be kind of getting back into the team now. So I would, uh, I just kind of have a little tip for him. As far as hate goes, I think Rondon, people need to really steer clear of him. He's uh, he's at home against Huddersfield and he takes plenty of shots, but I just, I don't think he looks convincing in front of goal at all. And, uh, his, and Rodriguez isn't far behind. He just looks completely out of sorts uh, lately. Uh, as well as that, even though he's actually been getting a load of assists lately, I don't know how uh, I would seriously avoid Benteke as well. He's he's just fallen off a cliff this season. That's brilliant, Ken. Thanks very much. Um, lads, that's the end of our preview. So what we're going to move on to now is the final section of the show, which is the Barlow and Baldwin captain picks. Ken, you're uh, an old pro from our fan few days, so you'll know the gist of this. But... Basically, if you're looking at your team for 28, who are you going to be picking if you make a conservative choice and who are you going to be if you're feeling frisky? Well, I'd say my Barlow, even though he burnt me a little bit through no fault of his own the last week, uh, would be Mo Salah. You know, I think uh, against West Ham at home, I think he should he should do well. Um, or Kane, depending on injury news. But I mean, if I'm being ultra safe, it would be Mo Salah. Uh, for my Baldwin, I think uh, Jamie Vardy is kind of looking in good form lately. And uh, against Stoke, I think he should definitely come up as uh, a goal or two. Brilliant stuff, yeah. Um, Marzi, how about you? Who's your Baldwin? Who's your Barlow? Uh, Barlow, I agree with uh, Ken 100%. You know, you've got Kane, uh, you've got Salah, or even Firmino, to be honest. Um, Baldwin, Colin Wilson. Against Newcastle, uh, you, I think you stole you stole that one from me, Marzi. <laughs> uh, <laughs> sorry, no Bagsy here. Um, yeah, I think uh, I think he could. Uh, he's one of those who returns one in three or something like silly like that. So he might deliver. Um, so that would be my bold one. Yeah, it's all between um, really the, the the Barlow this game week is between your Spurs and your Liverpool assets really. Um, Kane, Kane, Firmino, for me would be the kind of the, they'd be the ones I'd be weighing it up between, um, and and Callum Wilson would be my uh, my ball one pick. But um, no, I don't think I'd I don't think I'd be veering away from um, either Kane or Firmino. If I Firmino is probably the the risky one of the two, um, but uh, but yeah, Kane Kane has been having my captain on since the end of the last game week um, when I sold Aguero for him. So um, yeah, no, that's probably where I'm going to go. That's all we've got time for tonight on the Three Amigos FBL show. Thanks to me and to this week's honorary amigo, Ken Rooney, who you can all, of course, follow at Ken Rooney on Twitter. Thanks to you for listening, sharing and liking the pod. Get following our group Twitter account at Three Amigos FPL, Mars at Mars05, Dale at Chef Dale H, and even myself, if you feel inclined, at FPL Marple. Special request this week, please leave a nice review on iTunes as it really helps us to get the podcast in the ears of more people. Booyah! One for each other and all for one, the three brave amigos are we, brother to brother.